everyone, and welcome to our new podcast called Christianity Unfiltered, where we come together and talk about everyday life situations from God's point of view. Our whole purpose is for us to actually share the truth of God's word. Some of the things that we're gonna be covering are going to be marriage, we're gonna be talking about our kids, we're gonna be talking about finances, we may even hit sex, and also other things that are going on in this world. So our whole purpose behind this is we want to get people the truth about what God actually is saying in this time because he wants to come back for a church that is without spot and wrinkle. And right now, if we were to take a look at the bride, she ain't real pretty right now. (laughs) (laughs) We want to help her become beautiful. Get out of bondage. Exactly. Get out of bondage. So today we just want to introduce ourselves and let you get to know us a little bit better. So right now I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Brandon. Yes, I'm Brandon. This is my wife, Vanessa. So um, we're just going to share our testimony today and, uh, you know, let you know our background, who we are, where we're from. So um, I had kind of a religious background, you know, growing up. Um, uh, I went to church every Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday night, Friday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. And, uh, you know, I was in Sunday school and stuff. I never, um, yeah, I was raised Christian, but um, I had never had an encounter with God. I didn't actually know that what I was learning wasn't just religion. It was a real thing. It was a relationship. It was fellowship. And uh, so my mom ended up taking me to South Africa. We were there. And when I was there as a kid, there was this guy, uh, his name was Drummond de Villiers. He's actually like my spiritual father today. And um, when he was preaching in his house, he would hold services every Wednesday night, Friday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. And when this guy was preaching, um, this cloud came rolling inside of the house. So when you read the Bible, God's presence can be visible sometimes. And it's always in a cloud when it is visible. And he was up front preaching, and this cloud come rolling in the house. I remember I was so freaked out of my mind. <laughs> I, I bet. You know, people yeah. were rolling on the floor. This dude's up there preaching, and he's like, and then he's not even preaching. He's just standing there like, like, like nodding and not moving. And I remember being so freaked out. And I had just come home from like a youth group next door, so at my buddy Willem's house. So I wanted to run back over there and tell him, dude, you have to see what is happening. Have you ever seen anything like this in your life? And there's people like rolling on the ground. And um, so the very next Sunday, though, I was sitting there and he's out there and he's preaching. And um, next thing you know, my my body, I just got like started shaking and trembling. It was like electricity. Mm-hmm. And it was the Holy Spirit was touching me. And it's the first time I'd ever had a like an encounter with God or the Holy Spirit. I knew that God was manifesting. It was, oh my gosh. So he called me up and the closer I got to him, I now I never forgot about what happened down in South Africa. So uh, we ended up coming back to the States. We were only there for like six months. And um, when I come back, you know, I ended up moving in with my dad and growing up in my teenage years with my dad. And um, my dad was my best friend. He's not here with us any longer, but um, you know, he was, started manufacturing drugs and selling drugs, crystal meth. And I got into crystal meth. And um, then I met Vanessa. My dad told me, hey, if you love her, 
why don't you get a real job and take care of her? So I did, you know, it was really well, good advice. Helpful, he, was like, yeah. he said, he said, man, she, she's like your mom. She's probably a really good girl, bro. So you should get a real job. So I did, I took his advice. He was and, right. And yeah. uh, he was right. So, so I got, you know, I, I got a job and, um, and, uh, let's see. So I ended up getting burned at work, um, on my foot with hot tar. Mm -hmm. And uh, cause I was sober. Like when I got with her, I got sober and we got everything together and we yep. had our first uh, baby and it was our son, Eddie yep. in 2010. And uh, after that, shortly after that, I got burned at work and I got put on pain medication, narcotic pain medication. Mm -hmm. It started out with Vicodin and then, um, you know, and I was just having fun with them. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I thought it was a good time. I didn't realize that they could be like addicting, life-changing yeah. to where so, you know, I was giving pills to her. We were just having a good time. And then um, Isabella was born. And I mean, for, so we were in active addiction for like 11 years. I uh -huh. mean, we didn't hit rock bottom. Oh, it was coming though. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And um, so I had a lot of help from one of my aunts. Anyways, my aunt mom, my aunt Blanche, she's a, like a savior to me. And, but she, she was like helping me through my habit when I, I lost everything. Like, so Vanessa and I, we lost everything. So she started shooting up heroin. Um, the, the government took the kids away. Mm -hmm. So we lost the kids. We lost everything. And we were homeless. And that was with, was that with the two kids or was... That was, that was Christine. Christine. We had all three. Yeah, we, so had, we had three had of, three of them, them at that point. Okay. And the government come and took them away. So that was in like 2017. So um, now I told you about that guy in South Africa. His name mm -hmm. was Drummond. So... I ended up looking for that guy on Facebook and I found him. I found him and I said, hey bro, it's me. And I told him who I, and he said, I remember you. Mm -hmm. And before I even told him I was addicted and I was having problems, he prophesied. He said, hey man, your hands and feet are bound. You're bound, you're chained. Mm -hmm. The enemy has you chained up. And he prophesied all these things over me and said, and, you need to command those chains to come off you and you need to rise up. And he said, you'll destroy the, the works of the devil and the lives of God's children, <laughs> finally. So, and then I, I started crying. I told him, I said, dude, you hit the nail right on the head, man. I said, I'm, I'm so addicted to drugs, <laughs> I can't get free, bro. Yeah. And he's like, okay, where are you in America? I'm gonna come see you. So one of his sons lives here in the States. I'm not gonna say where, what state, but he came up here and he was gonna drive to see us. Well, in addiction, you know, your phone gets stolen or you lose your phone, <laughs> yeah. your ID yeah. gets stolen, your wallet, you, lose you, know? it all. you wake up and <laughs> yeah. your cash is gone. You know yeah. what I mean? Or you're yeah. just your wallet. It's like, dude, I didn't even have any money in it. And somebody will not just like, they'll help you look for your wallet yeah. <laughs> and they got it in their pocket. It's just like, dude, where's well, my you car? Know I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they'll, they'll help you look for your wallet <laughs> knowing they got it in their pocket. Bro. Yeah. Like, you'll sit there for 16 yeah. hours. Oh, like, was it right did you here? Is that yours? Yeah, did you find your wallet? Yeah, well, you won't even get it back. That's awesome. <laughs> Trash it's can. here but it's empty uh, yeah after helping <laughs> you look for it so um all right so uh you know we were in we were in bondage and I, w I was sitting there with my best friend and see my whole life i knew i had a calling from god i never forget got god touching me like that and mm -hmm. i was sitting with my best friend um jr alliance is his name and uh and i was smoking meth with him i, I was hanging out with him and um I remember Vanessa was with somebody else. He was running around with some other guy. I was like talking about going to beat this guy up and the kids are gone. And I, I hand him this pipe and I remember looking at him. I said, you know what, dude? I said, I'm going to have my wife back. I'm going to have my kids back. 
I said, I'm going to answer this call that God has on my life, and I'm going to fulfill the call he has on my life, and I'm going to live the rest of my life preaching the gospel. And he was <laughs> he said, you're not going to have any of those things, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not, <laughs> that's not going to happen, you know, never. Yeah. And uh, so um, on September 1st of 2019, we were hanging out, her and I, and we got arrested. So we had warrants, and we got arrested on the same day. So um the government won't let anybody in my family have my kids for two years they were yep. gone from us for two years all of a sudden mm -hmm. they dropped them off at my sister's house mm -hmm. a week before we get arrested by some miracle mm -hmm. and so when i got out of jail i walked over there <clears throat> i decided i was going to get sober they put her in rehab and uh we were at this church and i got really hungry for god so i remembered this guy in south africa always talking about the holy spirit the holy spirit the mm -hmm. holy spirit so I started investigating the Holy Spirit. And in Luke 11, Jesus tells us, um, ask, seek, and knock. Everybody who asks, um, everybody who asks receives. Everybody who seeks finds. Everybody who knocks open, the door be open to them. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, you know, he's telling us we're men and we're evil, but we know how to give our children good gifts. Mm -hmm. So how much more would the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit yeah. to them that yeah. ask? So I, I was, <coughs> me and her, we were sober now. And, and so... In 2019, like we were sober from then on, but we were just like, I was still drinking alcohol. I was smoking cigarettes and I was chewing Copenhagen. I would literally take like a half a can and just yeah. shove it in my lip. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was in bondage and I was, and we were going to church and I'm like, man, this is, this is just, this ain't what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. I need this, what happened. I need <coughs> the power of God and the presence of God to manifest like when I was a kid. So, um, and we, we were just, I was just pressing in. And I kept telling her about this. I told mm -hmm. her about that. God will manifest and he'll touch your physical body. You know, right. and so many people don't know about that. And He um, does, though. It, yeah. And he does. Mm -hmm. he, he does. And uh, and every person in the Bible that God uses and everybody he uses today, we all have one thing in common. Mm -hmm. We all have an encounter with God. Right. I don't care who you yes. are. Right. You yeah. have an encounter with God. And That's what God changes is, things. Exactly. Yep, and God yep. is supernatural. And you, so let me say, it's not just an encounter. It's a supernatural encounter. Mm -hmm. It's something that totally wrecks you and changes your life. Right. Well, so on March 14, 2021, um, the Holy Spirit fell on me. And the guy was reading this sermon called Christ, the one who builds the church. And right when it was reading the scripture, Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus mm -hmm. says, You've answered right, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Right then when he said that, he said, but my father in heaven, boom, right there. I got like, it was like <laughs> this hot, just mm -hmm. fire all over my whole body. And I was leaning over in my chair and I couldn't stop laughing. I was laughing mm -hmm. uncontrollably. And people were like looking around and I'm sitting there laughing and... <sighs> And um, when this guy was reading the scriptures, it felt like I had an axle stuck through my chest here and a wheel that was spinning on the inside. Mm -hmm. So, and he had his own notes on the paper that were his words, mm -hmm. but then he had scriptures. Mm -hmm. And when he would read the scriptures, that's when the, <clears throat> the wheel was spinning. Yeah. I couldn't mm -hmm. breathe. And there was this really strong, like cinnamon fragrance. Like mm -hmm. it was, and it was like coming in waves, like, mm -hmm. and it was just overwhelming. Yeah. And for three whole days, I wasn't normal. Like when I walked out of there, I didn't pick up another cigarette, nope. an, mm. another can of chew, mm. another drink. Like I was wow. set free. I was totally delivered mm -hmm. right then and there. And then that's when it all began. Like God told me, hey, okay, so you're going to preach to God, you know? 
So that's when everything changed for me. That's when God called me to evangelism. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like what, whatever I thought I was going to do, like I had these plans to start like this uh, motorcycle club ministry, something like that. And God was like, chalk that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was out the window. Dumb, yeah. dumb, yeah. dumb, 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 you know? You know? <laughs> yep. And I was like, okay, you know what I mean? I had all yeah. these ideas and then I realized, okay, this is... So once you catch the fire, that's when everything changes. That's when, yeah. you know... Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what happened to me. And uh, everyone's I mean, not that lucky. Though. It was radical. Yeah. It was a radical. It, it you know, was right. radical, supernatural. It was like an overnight change. <laughs> she tried to like, she tried I to did. hand me I a mean, cigarette. We got in the car and I lit a cigarette. Right. You know, I didn't understand. But um, she was mad. Yeah. I mean, what is this? I you get understand. the gist oh, of what I'm we've like, been listen. through. He just shared it all pretty much. Um, My background was not church. It was not Mm -hmm. any, my mom was an alcoholic and an addict my whole life. Um, So I didn't grow up in church. I didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. When me and Brandon met and got married, you know, his, I started, we went to church with his mom for a little while, you Mm -hmm. know, and we started doing Bible studies and stuff, but nothing, nothing serious. You know, I wouldn't even say that I was really saved at that point. Yeah. Um, and that was before we started with the pills and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, yeah. um, yeah, we went down that, that line of addiction, man, and you lose all control. Like we lost yeah. everything, <laughs> totally and completely lost everything, you know, we party and, till we're homeless. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't party well. <laughs> we don't party well. Um, Sorry, you got done it too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, like he said, we went to that church and we were both hungry. When I think about it, like the Lord's really took me back to the beginning mm-hmm. of my salvation in these last few weeks. And it's been, it's been awesome. But I've realized like when I really started crying out to him was I was in IBH, I was in rehab. And um, I mean, I was repentant. Like I didn't want to live that life anymore. I didn't want to get high anymore. And like the Holy Spirit's really been showing me you were done with your sin. You were done living that life Mm -hmm. and you knew there was more. And I did. Um, So, you know, I remember praying this very specific prayer because there was a prayer room at Mm -hmm. the rehab I was in. Mm -hmm. And I prayed that prayer. I was, I actually, I was in Proverbs. I was reading and, you know, it it led me to pray and ask the Lord to make me that kind of woman, that kind of mother Mm -hmm. of Proverbs 31, you know, and it just, I mean, it hit me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was like, that's what I need to be. That's That's what she was when we first got together. She was just like that. But yeah. I mean, we drugs just became and alcohol. the worst people in the world to each other. Well, it other. takes over your life. You know? it, oh, yeah. it completely ruins you. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so just, yeah. Um, we started going to that church and we were both hungry um, and wanting more, knew there was more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went up for the altar call about a week after he got like totally and completely set free. Right. It was the next week we went back and mm-hmm. I went up for the altar call. Cause that first week I was actually, I stood in the nursery with Elijah. Yeah. Um, but I went up and, um, the man of God had a word of knowledge for me mm-hmm. and, uh, it was just, I melted, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody would have known that. Right. You know, that was, that was the Lord. And mm-hmm. From then on out, it wasn't as radical as Brandon's, right? Yeah. You know, but it 
it was still like I'm looking back and it is totally a total and complete transformation, it right? Is, so. it, but it, it's still it, it took all long, the way yeah, through, absolutely. And within six months, I didn't crave anymore. I didn't mm -hmm. want to get high anymore. Within a year, I quit smoking and I just um, continued to press in and seek God. Mm -hmm. You know, and now it's like we know our mission. We know that God has called us mm -hmm. to reach a lost and dying world. Right. You know, and yeah. try and get people set free with the gospel of jesus christ because mm -hmm. yep. that's what's you know that's what saved us they right? say god god what god does to you he's going to do through you and uh you know when something like that happens i mean like i said if someone would have told me in 2019 um that i would be in south africa preaching yeah. in 2023 the beginning right. of the year like right. i was just there in february and march mm -hmm. someone would have told me in 2019 when i was sitting there with my buddy smoking a pipe. Like, <laughs> yeah listen i want someone with your smoking but put that in here put that in here you know what i mean put that in but that's when we met Seriously. you right that's when we at was it um, so we ended up running no, into you guys. No, not that year. And, okay. yeah, but we shortly into, after we, we got so we set free, you guys when you guys came along. Yeah. And the first day that I met Dave, right? Dave comes up and prophesied right over me. Yeah. And I'm telling you, when he was sitting there and he was that. giving us, yes. like literally, I'm telling you right now, when as the dude was giving me the word, I'm telling you right now, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, the fire of God just went right through my whole body. Yep. He didn't even get finished what he was telling you me. You were on the ground. Yeah, you were on the ground. I remember that day very well. Yeah, I remember Dave coming home because he was there and I was still here because I was finishing up um, just on the worship team and stuff. And I mean, it was just breaking my heart at the time because yeah. they were there and then I'm still here. And it's like, but I want to be with my family. And yeah. But I remember him coming home. He's like, Carrie, oh my gosh, you got to meet this guy. He's like, he is so full of God. And he's like, and he just like laughs during the entire service because he's just so full of joy. <laughs> and that's what set him free. He's like, you got to meet these guys. You wouldn't even, yeah. you wouldn't even believe it. But like, for me, it's like once I did meet you guys and got to know you and everything, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you were drug addicts at one point and that yeah. you were like homeless and lost <laughs> everything. It's like, yeah. But they're normal, put together yep. people. And new like creation. Yes, new creations yes. in Christ. Her yes. and Dave were always rubbing it in our face that we were homeless. You know that? <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Dave more than me. That's the first time I mentioned it. My guy, Archie. Yeah. Homeless. Yes. <laughs> but, um, I mean, just once I met you guys, I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, these people are so on fire for God. Like, there is no way that that's how you were before. But that's, Thank God. that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so when we so when we met them, um, they have a, a unique gift. So you know, there's gifts of the spirit and all these other things. Well, they have this unique gift. So Dave and Carrie, they operate together, and it's funny because I'll sit back for my own amusement. And I'll bring people to them that, yeah. that yes. they don't know. I think he does it. And, and, and some I, of the people that he brought into our house, I'm like, oh, dear God. <laughs> yes, Thumper, remember what yeah. Thumper was sitting there on the couch? I right? see so. this guy, like, with all these tats all over him. I mean, he looks like he probably came <laughs> off the street. And I'm like, what is this doing in my house? But I'm like, okay, God, I trust I mean, you. He's no yeah. stray cat, but. Uh. Oh, he's, he's a trick, though. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. no yeah, but we brought, so we, just the people that we with that i brought them though like uh so you know signs and wonders uh signs and wonders our god is a god of signs and wonders and see yep. it's a sign and a wonder to people when you bring people that are off the street and they're you don't know anything about them but you can tell them 
their life, telling them their life story, telling yeah. them things that only God would know about them. Mm -hmm. And that's what shatters somebody that, that oh, stone. Yeah. yeah that, that I mean, that, that was got, my first encounter boom. with God was immediately. someone with a, nerd, a word of knowledge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, hers was, <laughs> that was, was my that first supernatural him. encounter with God. Yep. Right. And see that guy Drummond in South Africa. So when I was a kid, I seen that guy operating in the gift of knowledge on people. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, so his son would carpool people to the house and I'm just like, how's this dude know this about people? You know what I mean? <laughs> And yeah. he knew when the Holy Ghost was touching me that day, mm -hmm. like I'm sitting there shaking and he's up there and, you know, he's like four people stood up already and he's like, fire, fire. And they're just falling yeah. down. And then he's like, Brandon, come up here. So, you know what I mean? And like the closer I get to him, the more. The, and you were like <laughs> 10 though when yeah. you were yeah. there the but, first time. And that's when I knew that my God, the, the God that I was uh, told about, the, the God of the Bible and his son, Jesus, that's when I knew for a fact that my faith was real. This God that I'd heard of, he had now manifested his mm -hmm. presence. He's very real. And it's very intimidating and scary. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, you know, Paul When said, you're that young, it yeah, is. Right. Yeah. yeah, and, and, and I'll tell you, young. but mm -hmm. if I wouldn't have known what to look forward to, like mm -hmm. with the presence of God when I was an adult, now imagine being a grown up mm -hmm. and never feeling something like that. Right. So what are it's you gonna freaky. do when that happens? Oh my God, you know what I mean? So, so me, yep. I started laughing uncontrollably. I mean, I just, and the smell and I, you know, there's other people like that, that explain a story like that. When you really look at, I mean, I know everybody's, but you've been touched by the presence of God yes. though. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you you fell yeah. out under the power yeah. more than once. So, yeah, you know what I, I mean? Have. And you have <laughs> yeah. too. And, and that's not, and like, that's, that's what it is. People, People from the outside and the flesh in the world, they look at this and they're like, these people, like, where do we get these people from? Falldown.com? Yeah. I mean, what do we order them or something? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> hey, uh, we need some people that are uh, going to fall down this week when I lay my hands on them. Uh, I can't find anybody on the internet. Yeah, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wouldn't that be all over MSNBC and ABC, all these yeah. news channels anyway? My God. There'll always you know? be persecution. Yeah, there's always going to be persecution. There's people, they don't understand. The natural mind can't understand the things of God. Right. So they look and they're like, they That's got big. paid to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, I like to have a good time, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't just start laughing in the middle of it of a service just be, you know what I mean? And I, I don't understand how I could have did that anyway. Right. You know, yeah. it's the joy and mm -hmm. the, joy the joy of the Lord. Of the Lord. Yeah. And Peter says, though we see him not, we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. So that's what happened. Like when, and the first thing you start doing when the glory is there or manifest, you start to worship. Right. Because it's, yeah, it's real. It's, you know, God's real. You know, he's there and he's touching you. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about you and Dave, Carrie. Yeah, oh, let's hear this. Well, <laughs> my story is like nothing even remotely close. I'm like, listen, and they're, you guys are like exciting kind. Well, <laughs> Homeless is not exciting. Compared <laughs> <laughs> to mine, I'm like, oh, this is boring. But no, um, no I, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my parents were together. We always went to church. I had that praying grandma. The one yeah. that when she prayed, like things happened. So I grew up under that and just always being under the word. And like you read your Bible, you had your devotions, you spent time praying. Like that was just everyday life to me. And so I got saved when I was like five or six years old. I just remember it was a Sunday night. 
we had been at church and whatever the pastor was talking about, I knew that I needed to ask Jesus in my heart. Yeah. And um, even after that, like, good night, I was always asking Jesus into my heart because I was always getting mad at my brother. I was always doing something that I shouldn't have been doing. And so I'm like, oh, Jesus, you need to save me. Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. Yeah. And um, I, but it's like, I at least grew up with that. And I did. I had a relationship with God all of my life. But by the time I got like into, I think it was like 20, I was in my early 20s, was probably like 22, 23. And I just remember that I was getting hungry for more because I would watch like TBN and I'd watch the preachers on there. And I remember Dwight Thompson watching him in particular. And it was like watching him, it's like, what does he have? Like, yeah. what does he have yeah. that I don't have? Yeah. Because I've been to church all my life. I read my Bible. Like, I've heard all of this, but I'm missing something. What am I missing? And I grew up actually in the Friends Church. And um, I don't mean to, like, diss them or anything, but growing up around that, like, all I heard was about speaking in tongues and how that was, like, of the devil. And it's like, I remember my mom and my aunt, my grandma always talking, oh my gosh, did you hear that so-and-so was trying to speak in tongues? And oh, gosh. Like, it was just such a taboo type thing. Yeah. And how I grew up unscathed by that is yeah. a miracle. And um, my aunt, my mom's sister, she had been, I mean, we all grew up in the French church, like all yeah. of us. Mom, her family, like as they got older, got married, like their families, everybody yeah. went to the French church. Well, her sister, she left and started going to another church up in Canton that was a Pentecostal, spirit-filled type church. And while she was up there, she got filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, I happened to be talking to her one day, and um, I'm telling her, you know, about how we were um, doing this little Bible study with the the high school girls in the basement of the French church about the Holy Spirit. And I was talking about that and talking about how I'm like, I know there has to be more. And she's like... Well, there is. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She's like, do you want it? And she's like, it's speaking in tongues. And I'm like, yeah, I want it. (laughs) So I remember going down to her house and she just, we were in her living room, like living dining room. And she's like, I'm just going to lay hands on you and pray for you. And she's like, and you're going to receive it. She did. She's like, receive the Holy Spirit. And it came and I tell you what, it was loud when it yeah. came. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and he started like yelling out in tongues and stuff. But after that happened, like I was so full of joy. Yeah. I maybe wasn't laughing like you were, but it's like, I just walked around with this smile on my face and I just felt so full of love and just so much joy. And it was like, oh, finally, yeah, I finally yeah. found what I was looking for. You had some and, religious people like, I remember when I was like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that that's kind of like my main hit, like right there yeah. was when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Because up to that point, it was, I knew how to live a good life. I knew how to read my Bible. I knew how to be like, you a good there Christian. Was more. Yep. Yeah. And that's what drew me forward. And then, let's see, I was like 24 when that happened. And then um, Dave and I, I, I left the French church and then I started going up to the church with my aunt. Yeah. And um, 
met Dave. Hold like, on, hold a on, few hold years on. After the, that. The, the whole thing with Dave, though. Now, he said that, okay, so the whole, his side of the story. Oh, when we the met? The prophesying thing, like over, he was going to be married and all oh, that. Like right well, when he quit drinking. That, cause, yeah. Cause, no, it wasn't right when you quit drinking. Um, it was, this was like in, G- or in July before we had actually met. Because what, I tell you what, I was the one, I was that girl that was like after all the boys. Like yeah. that was me. Yeah. And before I had met Dave, like a year and a half before, I remember driving down the road, I'm getting ready to turn up towards my house. And I'm like, God, I suck at dating. I'm like, I stink at picking men. I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm dating you. (laughs) And um, I did. Like, I took a year and a half and I didn't date anybody. Like, that was a time that I really poured myself into the word and really, really got deep with my relationship with God. And that was the first time that, I really started to hear God's voice to me. Yeah. And like I would read Isaiah all the time. And doing that, I really learned to hear like how he has like this sing song rhyming kind of way of speaking yeah, to us. Yeah, you've told me that before. Yeah. And it's like when I start to hear that, not just when he's speaking to me, but like when other people are speaking under the unction of the Holy Spirit. I hear that and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, that yeah. this is him because this is how he talks. Yeah. Well, um, it was during that time, like I took my time. And then when I met Dave, I found out that he had spent like a year at the same time not dating anybody. He had actually quit drinking and he'll have to share his testimony about yeah. that because like you, he had a miraculous delivery when yeah. it came to alcohol. And um, he was instantly delivered as well. But um, this was July before we met. And like I said, I had been checking out all the guys at church. I had seen like <laughs> a majority like, Lord, of them. Where is my yes, husband? I'm like, I know he's here somewhere. And I remember that night at church, his cousin got up and she's like, I know I'm not supposed to do this. And she's like, but I really have a word. She's like, Dave, will you stand up? I have something for you. And so he stands up and I'm looking, I'm like, ooh, he's good looking. He's cute. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> and it was so neat because everything she was prophesying to him, like it just hit home with yeah. me. Mm. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. Well, that was July. And then we did not meet until October. Yeah. But in between time, I at that time was planning to go out to Rama Bible College and been out there to visit. I had put money down, you know, like I'm getting all this stuff ready. And it's August, the beginning of August. And it's like, okay, things just aren't clicking here. Like nothing's really coming together. And I'm like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go or what? Yeah. And he's just like, you've known in your heart all along what you were supposed to do. And I'm like, I'm supposed to stay home. Yeah. And I had even quit my teaching job. I had a really good teaching job and I quit because I felt like I was supposed to go to Bible college. So that was August. And about the middle end of August, I'm like, okay, I'm not going. And then I had gotten a call from somebody at church and they're like, hey, will you come do a bulletin board for us? They never called me to do a bulletin board. I'm like, seriously, this is dumb. But um, while I was there, Dave's cousin, Tiffany, who had prophesied to him, yeah. she's like, hey, I've got a cousin I want to introduce you to. You want to meet him? I'm like, <laughs> she showed me a picture. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember you called him up. I'm like, yeah, he's cute. I'll meet him. <laughs> Carrie was ready. Yep, yep. Dave Conway. Yep, my honey. 
So um, we met then in October. Not impressed at all because I met him and he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, seriously, that is it? How That's it. Yeah, pretty much. I could see that. That's oh, great. yeah. I could and see that. And then our first date. Yes, our first date, he takes me to McDonald's. <gasps> I was just going to say, not McDonald's. <laughs> in Kitty Land with his cousins. And yes, they're little kids. Uh oh. He bought me an ice cream. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. Yes. So um, Way to go, I got Dave. taken on a date to McDonald's once and I yeah. never lived it down by my family. <laughs> yeah. Well, he Round likes, of applause. To, he likes yeah. to brag that he set the bar real low so yeah. that he didn't have to worry too much. But anyways, we met in October and we were married then in um, February, four months later. Mm. And this February will be 18 years. Praise God. But um, the cool thing, though, with Dave, like before I even met him, I was really praying that God would bring me my partner in ministry. And I was very specific about the kind of man that I wanted because I'm like, I don't want just a Christian. Mm. I wanted yeah. a spirit-filled, believing Christian. Yep. And not just him, but I wanted his family to be spirit-filled and yep. believe the same way. So, like, I got all of those things. Yes. Yeah. So, like you were saying, when we, Dave and I work together, it is, it's a partnership. Oh, my gosh. And it's so powerful. That, I, it I mean, is pretty cool to just stand back and listen yeah. to it afterwards. Yeah. I'm reading that book uh, by Kenneth Hagin, uh, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. And um, there's one ministry he was just talking about last night that her husband and wife couple, they're, they're husband and wife ministry. And together, they're so effective. Right. Mm -hmm. Just the way that they are. And like in it's funny, Vanessa and I ran into you and Dave and we're kind of the same. Like I don't you know, when I go out and evangelize and I'm on the street and I'm running into people, you know, I feel so much better, especially when I'm running into women, mm -hmm. you know, and I got men with me. Right. I'd rather have her there so they're not like freaked out. You know Which what is I mean? safe. Because, it's yeah, safer. yeah. And it, yeah, it's always better to have more people with you, too. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. One of those things you never do is be alone right with the opposite yeah. sex you know yeah. but yeah, yeah um so yeah and how about uh so another reason why we're doing this is for discipleship mm -hmm. and you know to you know reach out to people and uh i mean like for instance being a christian and voting yes on marijuana you know or if you vote yes on abortion. Or, yeah. or abortion, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, we definitely, <clears throat> these things are important for us as Christians to know, to yeah. understand. Yeah. You know, what does the Bible say about this? Yep. Where does God stand on yeah. all of these things? Mm -hmm. And we do. We need to let people know what the Bible really says because there's yeah. too many people out there today that don't know. Yeah. No, because they're not reading it for themselves. And are not filled so, with the Holy Ghost. They're not right. reading it for themselves. So right. they have someone else reading it for them. And most people aren't standing up mm -hmm. for what's right and what the Word of God actually says. Right. Yep. So you many know? people so, bow their knee. Bow their yep. knee to, to sin. Mm -hmm. Bow their knee. Just because it's like everybody's doing it. Yeah. But that doesn't make it right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But then, too, you know, are we always being taught? And most churches, the truth. No. 
So that's the other thing. So this is why it is so important for us yeah. to get Speaking of that, the truth out. Yeah. We are at Touch Heaven Ministries in Canfield, where the truth is spoken. Yes. So yes. I want to make sure we get that in there yes, for Frank, sure. Man. Our pastors, Pastor Frank Amedia and Laurelie Amedia. Yep. And they're awesome. So yes. that's where we all are. That's where blessed, we attend. Man, blessed. Yeah. Yes. For reals. Seriously. Um, I wanted to make sure I got that in there. Yeah, yeah, get this in there. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, one of the things that, okay, so what I was saying earlier, and uh, so you guys know, so um, now I know one of Jesus's main things is like getting people filled with the Holy Spirit, getting people filled with the Holy Spirit. This is where ministries begin. This is where ministries are born. This is where, mm -hmm. you know, you catch the anointing, you catch the fire of God, and then you just go out and, and it doesn't matter. Like you're not going to sit on your blessed assurance and just do nothing. <laughs> you're going to go out and you're going to preach the gospel. You're going to, uh, your sphere of influence, you know, you might not be called to the fivefold, but you have a sphere of influence. Right. There's somebody you can reach no mm -hmm. matter where you're at, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And see, it becomes a reality to you. The kingdom of heaven becomes a reality. Um, you, everybody that you walk by is eternal. They're all going somewhere. They're either going to hell or they're going to heaven. Exactly. And they have to have the blood, the, the blood. Mm -hmm. And, um, but this is one of the scriptures right here. This is one of the ones I was reading and see in John 14, Jesus is talking about the Holy spirit the whole time. You know, they're yeah. like, Oh, show us the father. Mm -hmm. And he's telling them, Hey man, if you've seen me, you've seen him. Right. And Jesus is telling them, um, he says, if you love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. So this mm -hmm. is John 14, chapter 14, verse 15. Right. And I will ask the father and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener and stand by that he may remain with you forever mm -hmm. the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive so it's telling us here that the world can't receive the holy spirit so if you're not going to submit yourself to the lord if you're not going to dedicate yourself to god if you're not really going to come and tell and repent of your sins for 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 certain 100 percent, you're not going to get the holy spirit mm -hmm. but jesus promises <clears throat> something here you go down to verse 21, and this is the Amplified Classic Version, but Jesus says, the person who has my commands and keeps them, who obeys them, mm -hmm. is the one who really loves me. Yeah. They really love me. Mm -hmm. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and will show, reveal, mm -hmm. manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. So every person that is dead serious 100% that turns from their sins mm -hmm. and honors that blood that was shed for them no matter who you are God answers by fire yeah. he's the God that answers by fire he manifests his presence and the other thing that I like that you read in here and I heard it twice is Jesus does say if you love me yep you will obey yep my commandments so that means this yeah. yes this is what we have to live by yep exactly. and if it doesn't line up with this you don't do it exactly or you yep. repent from exactly it. Yep. and then okay so and then a lot of christians today so they're throwing around this scripture or so-called christians they they're throwing this scripture around so john three sixteen, right mm -hmm. for god so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he gave up his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish and be lost, but have everlasting life. Okay, so God loves the world. So mm -hmm. he sent Jesus to die for the world. Now, 
if you go down to verse 36, see, everybody's like, well, I believe, so I'm not, you know, well, let's go down to verse 36. So here in the Amplified Classic, it says, and he who believes in the Son has eternal life, mm -hmm. but whoever disobeys, disregards, mm -hmm. is not subject to the Son, will never see and experience life, but instead the wrath of God abides on him. God's displeasure remains on him. Yep. His indignation hangs over him continually. Mm -hmm. So when you don't obey, this is what happens. This is what yep. mm -hmm. this is what you're going to deal with. Well, so if if and, you love, you're going to want to please, right? Yes. right? And, and it goes the same with God. Like you love him so much that you find yourself wanting to do everything that you can to please him and obey him and do mm -hmm. what his word says. Mm -hmm. Yep. And because then, you love him. Right. And then that John 3, 16, you know, notice how it says they'll have everlasting life. They'll, they'll, the eternal life. Right. Okay. So now when you go to John 17, Jesus prays a prayer to the father. And Jesus says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify and exalt and honor. Magnify your son so that your son may glorify and extol and honor and magnify you. Just as you have granted him power and authority over all flesh, all humankind. Now glorify him so that he may give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life to know you, the only yep. true and real God and to know him, Jesus Christ, whom you sent. Mm -hmm. So eternal life begins now. Mm -hmm. It begins now. When you receive Jesus and then the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you the fire of God and all that, eternal life begins now. You begin to know the Father right. and you know the Son. You've had an encounter with them. So nothing mm -hmm. anybody can tell you. And this is why we live out script. Like we're not here to tell people, hey, you know, we're not here to like condemn people. We're here mm -hmm. to tell them yeah. that the good news is You've broken God's law. You've broken God's commandments. We all have. We're all guilty. Mm -hmm. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. But there's good news. Yeah. yeah. He sent the son. And now you don't have to be dominated by sin. Right. This yep. blood right here is to wash you clean. And then this fire from the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. is to keep you pure and mm -hmm. purged yep. from sin. Right. And walking and living. And then it says these signs will follow them that believe. Yeah. Yep. What are these signs? Do you they know what they are? They will speak in new tongues. They will cast out demons. They will lay hands on the sick and they will, and they will recover. recover. Amen. Amen. And if they pick up a deadly snake, it will not harm them. And if yep. they drink anything poisonous, it will not harm them. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And I mean, I tell my boys too. When we live according to the word, it's the good life. I mean, yes. you guys can attest. Yeah. When you weren't living the curse with of the, the word, like you said, yeah, you were under the curse of the law. We were under the curse of the law. Everything that was breaking God's law and the consequences oh of it, gosh, you yeah. experienced that. So yeah. I had sores on my body. It says yeah. in Deuteronomy, mm -hmm. it says that your children will be taken and given to another people. That will raise them. And they them. were. And Seriously. my kids were taken right. and given to somebody the other else. Night, and yeah. I was like, Brandon, look at this. Like, <laughs> and you I'll, usually literally. stop at the blessing in right. Deuteronomy. Yeah, because yeah. we've been about the curses. We've been redeemed, right? And it yes. says, so Jesus we always redeemed stop us from at the, the curse blessing. of the law. Yeah. And we were telling Buggy this on the way here tonight. Yeah, but I was, yeah, so I was like, okay, so I was, I was like, I'm, <laughs> you really know, just reading. And I'm like, Brandon, look at this stuff. Like, we literally. It says you'll lose your mind. I was a whack job out there. It was, yeah, it was deep. Yeah. 
Yeah, my yeah. buddy that was uh, sitting there smoking that meth pipe with me, he already thought I was gone. <laughs> you yeah. know I mean? Now he's really gone. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. that's the only thing. I spoke that in faith and didn't realize then that mm -hmm. God was going to yeah. like, totally, he was going to like, okay, that's it. All right, yeah. I got you. What do you got? And, yeah, yeah, I got hooked, line, and sinker then. No, I was just, as he was talking about just with the obedience and things like that, it was um, just sparking in my mind. I couldn't find it exactly. I know it's in First John, but it was talking about... Um, how we know we belong to God is because we do love him and we obey his word. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And then it goes on to say, though, you know, if you do happen to sin, yes, repent for it. Yes. But then it also goes on to say, if you make it a habit to continue sinning. Yep. You aren't in God. You're yeah. not in Him, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, in, that's in like in First yes. John. In Him. Yes, yeah. because you sin is not in God. Nope. Yep. So we can't keep sinning and expect to, that God's going to be like, oh, you're fine, you know. Nope. Oh, I'll slap some grace on it. You're Super good. Super grace. No, the Super grace. grace that he gives us is to help us keep out of the sin. Exactly. exactly. You're not it's gonna, not like, to I'm not going to commit a murder it. every day. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, well, oh, I'm not, going to heaven. Your grace is here to well, come. Well, you guys are delivered. Thing. You're not, you're still not going back out drinking, smoking, getting nope. high. Don't do nope. any of that. No, because you have no longer made that your habit. Like, your habit is now obeying God's yep. word. Amen. That's it, too. So, I mean, yeah, our, our sins might not be that radical or whatever, but, you know, are we making gossip a habit? Mm. Are we making, you know, white lies yep. a habit? Yep. Like those little closet sins, are we continuing to keep those? Yep. Because yeah. like those are our little friends and we don't want anybody to know. Make a comfy, cozy home exactly. for those things. Oh, yeah. You I'm not do that. that like I'm you've opened that. the door yeah. to the enemy to yep. come into your life and you're looking, you're like, why am I sick? Why don't I have yep. any money? Why do I have this problem? Yep. Well, what are you harboring over yep. here that you don't want to give up? Yep. No sin is greater than another. Right. No it's all sin. equal. It's all yep. equal. So those little things that the little foxes. Yeah. Right? Yep. And Brody, the little foxes. <laughs> Brody found out when he was doing his research for his little cheating paper that he had to yeah. do. He found out that the Bible says that if you cheat and lie, it's just as bad as sexual immorality. Yep. Mm. And he's like. I don't want to be like associated with that. Yeah. He's like, you I'm not one, doing you that broke them stuff. All, amen. Exactly. You broke them all. Yeah. So. And what you were just saying. So in First John, it says, "Beloved, we are even here and now God's children. Yep. It is not That's yet disclosed and made clear what we shall be hereafter, mm -hmm. but we know that when He comes and is manifested, we shall, as God's children, resemble and be like Him, for we shall see Him just as He really is." Everyone who has this hope resting on him cleanses and purifies himself just as he is pure, undefiled, and guiltless. Everyone who commits and practices sin is guilty of lawlessness, for that is what sin is, lawlessness, the breaking and violating of God's law by transgression or neglect, being unrestrained and unregulated by his commands and his will. You know that he appeared in visible form and became man, to take away upon himself sins and in him. Now notice that what you just said about mm -hmm. being in him. When you're living in him, you're not living in sin. And in him, there is no sin essentially and forever. No one who abides in him, mm -hmm. who lives and remains in right. communion yeah. with right. and in obedience yeah, to was, him, deliberately, yeah. knowingly, and habitually commits and practices sin. Yep. Right, because his spirit is in us, convicting us, telling us, this stuff's wrong. Yeah. Like you can't keep doing that. Yep. Yep. 
Because the Holy Spirit will convict you and you'll clean, you'll yeah. get cleaned up yep. in yeah. the fire. And you, and what will happen is that conviction, you'll say, God, everything that is not of me, mm-hmm. come and burn it out of me. God, yes. I'm done with this. I'm yes. not doing it no more. Yeah. And see, you'll mm-hmm. take control over your mind and over oh, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the Holy Spirit will give you self-control mm-hmm. over all these things. Yep. And that's what right. he does, the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. Right. And it says, no one who habitually sins has right. either seen or right. known him recognized, perceived, or understood him, or has had an experiential acquaintance with him. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to habitually sin. You, and like you said, you'll find yourself like, God, burn it out of me. Whatever right. is left in me that's right. of the world, mm-hmm. that's sinful, just take it out of me. Because you, know? you want to but, be like him. Right. You're going to want to mimic Jesus. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want to be like our master. That's right. And that's what the Holy Spirit causes. Mm-hmm. He wants you, like holiness, yeah. literal holiness. Yes. But, and that's what so yeah. much of us are missing. Yep. So many people are missing that holiness. Yep. It's not that God's asking us to live this perfect life because no one can be perfect. Jesus no. is the only one that's perfect. But he says, be holy. Yep. As I am holy. Yep. Exactly. Yes. So you're not going to practice sin all day, every day. You're not yeah. going to practice. Right. I mean, literally, you're not going to walk. You're going to watch what you say. Mm-hmm. You're going to watch your language. You're going to read the word. You're going to spend time with God and you're going to get more and more aware of him and his presence and become more like Jesus. That's what the, that's what the point of all this is, is and to do. And, uh, you know, Jesus didn't just come to die for our sins. He came to restore the fellowship and friendship that Adam had in the beginning with the father. Yes. You know, yeah. no man comes to the father, but by me, everybody's like, Mm -hmm. well, see, you're not going to heaven if you don't have Jesus. Mm -hmm. No, that not like, that's true. But here's the thing Mm -hmm. is no man comes to the father now. You meet the Father now. You have an encounter with the Father now. Paul said, I know I know in whom I have believed, mm-hmm. and I'm persuaded. Yep. And I'm with him on that. Yep. I know yep. him. I yeah. had an encounter with him. Yep. And then we I've had have. more than one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so Thanks nothing goodness. anybody tells yeah. me could change my mind. Right. Like, well, you know. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, we should probably wrap this yeah, up here. Yes. Yep. But before we go, we just want to give each of you the opportunity. If you've never asked Jesus into your life yes. and you want to do that today, even if you want to get filled with the Holy Ghost, it's really simple. It's just a matter of we have to have faith to believe that God is real, that he did send his son to die in our place. And that when we ask him to come into our heart and to forgive us, that we are now a new creation in Christ. Yep. So whether you're watching this months and months down the road, or as soon as this comes out, this prayer is for you. So let's go ahead and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Jesus, that you came to this earth to die on a cross for my sins. And right now, I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I give you my life today, and I declare that, Jesus, you are are my Lord. Yes. I give my life to you. And if you want to go on and ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, just go ahead and let's pray this. Say, Jesus, thank you for your Holy Spirit. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come in and fill me to overflowing. Yes. In Jesus' name. 
And once you do that, once you start to feel that the Holy Spirit bubble up inside of you, you may feel some phrases and words that feel like they need to come out. And if they do, just start speaking them. They might sound like Shonda Gabede, Baba Just go ahead and pray that out. You are not crazy. You just got filled with the Holy Ghost. Congratulations. And if you just ask Jesus into your heart today, Welcome to the family. Welcome we are so glad yes. that you're here. Yep. You're a new creation. You're a new creature in Christ. And Amen. It's time yeah. to go through the word and find out what belongs to you. Yes. Because there's promises. You know, our God is a God of covenant. Oh my gosh. And yes, see, there's an old covenant and there's a new covenant. Mm-hmm. And our new covenant through the blood of Jesus Christ, that covenant right there has better promises. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And so all of his promises are yes, yes and, and amen. amen. They really are. So I'm telling you right now. Hallelujah. So yes. All right. Um, all Amen. right. Well, do we know what our next topic is? We don't is? know yet, but we're coming right. with I think, good stuff. I, listen, I think, okay, so we're, we're on a fast right now, right? Oh, so we're on a, well, we it's sat a corporate our, fast. So we sat, so the, yeah, the church. And this is like, we've sat our, we've, you know, pushed our plate away and, you know, for 21 days. But I think mm. that we should talk about, you know, because one of our main things is addiction. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, like addiction. And when it comes to addiction, because so many people out here, this are like our country and just what's going on in the world right now, mm. people are undisciplined. They don't have any discipline. They don't have self-control. They don't have any discipline over their flesh. But now I will say at a certain level, addiction is demonic at a certain level. When you can't function and you're like puking on yourself and crap in your pants and like you have a mental obsession for drugs. (laughs) Okay. At that point in time, time, that's where it's demonic at. Right. Right. And I want to say that it's like, I mean, it's horrible. When it's just your life, anything. Yes. And then, okay. But then after like, um, so when we were on heroin and we were so like, and we got dope sick and all that other stuff. So after that was over, so you get control back, right? So you're not sick without the drugs. Right. But now it becomes a thought. And the Bible tells us to cast down every imagination mm-hmm. and false though. So anyways, what we're, what I'm saying is, is Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days and he totally disciplined the flesh. Yeah. That's what he did. He yeah. put it into subjection and yeah, under so submission. Can, yeah, and, so and, and when you get the Holy Spirit, notice it was after the Holy Spirit. Yes, then, he the, yep. then he went to then he went to the wilderness yep. and it was through the power of the Holy Ghost. So I don't care whatever I don't the deepest, darkest hell, the deepest, worst addiction you could possibly imagine. There was supernatural deliverance from yes. the power and the yeah. presence and of the Holy Ghost. I will say this. It's not just drugs and alcohol. Yeah, there's so much more. That's it can right. be yeah. porn. Oh, yeah. It can be food addictions. Yes. Yep. yep. Amen. So, yeah. yeah, let's talk about that next time. We will. All yeah. right. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah. us. And we will talk to you next time on Christianity Unfiltered, where we're speaking the truth in love. Amen. Amen. Amen.